Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Halos tatlumpong libo, halos tatlumpong libo. Mga bangkay na bunga ng kontradrogang pasismo. Putang ehiko tibo ay putok sa bangkay. Hello po, ako po si Robby Alampay. Puma Podcast. Hira piso-piso, lampas liman libo, lampas liman libo dito mula. At ito po ang Tokhang sa Tokhang. In this special series, we are looking back and taking stock of the first four years of President Rodrigo Duterte's war on drugs. In the first two episodes, we met private researchers Abby Pangilinan, Tanya Quijano, and Ika Fernandez. They have been following and challenging the war on drugs data since the start of the Duterte administration, Their questions and insights have found audiences in conferences and newsrooms, but they wanted the stories to reach a wider audience. And they asked, what if we worked with artists? Mix Villalon, who wrote the play Three Stars and a Sun, said, theater, hindi yan ang gusto nyo. What if you worked directly with hip-hop and rap. Nix remembers first being approached on her background as a playwright. Bakit tayo gagawa ng, say, play tungkol sa drug war? Eh, sobrang limited nung audience na makakapanood ng play. Limitado siya nung, nung oras na makakapagpanood ka. Limitado siya nung ticket prices kung meron man. Pero ang hip-hop sa Pilipinas, ito ay form na alam na rin ng urban poor communities. Like yung, yung mga, mga bagets na doon ay nag-rap din. So parang ang idea ng collateral, syempre, tumawid across audiences, mapakinggan ng pinakamaraming tao. Pero most importantly, maintindihan nung communities na pinuntahan din namin yung nagbahagi ng mga kwento nila. Kasi kwento nila to eh. The researchers were introduced to two rappers, Balakid and Calix. They were intrigued. Rap is driven by angst. They are propelled by the unfiltered language and lingo of the streets. What happens when unapologetic emotion is backed by data and research? For example, Meron Don, this one piece that jumped out from a pattern that, to the artist, was just too absurd to miss. Here's Calix. Sa kandang boy, yung concept na nakuha namin dito ay yung isang killing spree ng war on drugs kung saan merong sunod-sunod lang na napatay na boy. Kasi may hinanap silang isang alias boy. Totoo yung case ng multiple boys na pinatay para mahanap si one boy. Pero yung song actually... Iba-ibang kaso yun ng alias boy. Hindi sila necessarily yung mga napatay. Kasi maraming mga mga victims na hindi lumulutang yung kwento. 
like naging alias boy ganyan lang this we don't know what happened to them so doon sa kanta na to yung si boy mata si Jesse boy mm. si boy Jablo uh, ito lang yung mga alias boy na may narrative na nasa media so parang wala tayong choice ito yung gamitin natin mm. so, yung binigay namin doon sa artist doon sa cartel mm. tapos yung huling alias boy meron kasi akong kanta sa previous kong album at may karakter doon na boy may connection din sa droga yung kwento so minabuti ko na idagdag yung kwento nung isa kong boy na fictionalized na pero kumbaga mas ang ginawa niya naman ay yung mas pag sasama-sama na nung thoughts and feelings dun sa nangyaring killing spree ng lahat ng boy at yun nga syempre yung pagtatanong ng wala na bang pinipili yung uh, war on drugs in this episode we speak with artists musicians hip-hop groups and rappers especially because it is artists who have been processing and debating our own thoughts about this chapter of our nation's history Music has always been used as a means to depict what was uh, happening during that time. So that's why if you want to... Yan po si Tina Arceo Dumlao. Tina is the author of Himig at Titik, a tribute to OPM songwriters. And Tina is also the host of Aux Lang, A-U-X Lang. That's the OPM podcast of The Inquirer. You can look for that on Spotify. During martial law, these artists expressed through music the violation of human rights, the repression, the excesses of the Marcos dictatorship, and then also offered some hope about what we can do together as people to overturn that dictatorship. The 1989 song Tatsulok by Buklod is a perfect song to explain inequality. Arts are there to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Songs are not any different. And compared to the other art forms, let's say dance or the visual arts, it's the one that's, the, that's most accessible to the masses. That's why it's a very powerful tool to rally people around the cause. Music of the past half decade has not only been recording history, it has been its own battleground. In recent decades, among a voting population that is very young, hip-hop and rap in particular were very vital to any party or government's arsenal. Because rap, as its purveyors say, is in style and content raging and angst-filled, it has also been wielded most powerfully as anti-establishment. That's important to remind. 2015 and 2016 seem so long ago now, it's worth remembering. In the last presidential elections, the establishment 
was not Duterte. In the run-up to the 2016 elections, hip-hop and rap were very effective in conveying frustration against President Noynoy Aquino, his hand-picked candidate to succeed him, former Senator Mar Rojas, and their brand of the Ang Matuwid. Despite being the son of a governor, a mayor for decades, Duterte was depicted and he won as an outsider. A lifelong politician, but hardly typical. Singer-songwriter and Palanca-winning playwright-director Niel de Mesa rounded up fellow musicians and artists. They put together the song and music video you are hearing, and they called on people to rally around a man portrayed as a reluctant candidate to lead the country. sa mga maliliit na taong wala nang makapitan at kahit mayayaman tinatawag ang iyong pangalan di na dahil sa negosyo para na sa katarungan papaano aayos ang palakad sa lipunan kung walang sigang lalaban sa mga sigasigaan ang kahirapan at traffic at pollution may solusyon ngunit kailangan ng pastol na digamol sa korupsyon Something inevitable happens of course every time revolutionaries become president the alternatives become the program the outsiders become the governors and the artists who fomented and marched for change, they become allies of the leader they endorse. And so when Duterte won and launched the war on drugs, the war on drugs did in fact define the foundations of the establishment. Of course, rappers and hip-hop artists were already right there on the scene. But in its angst, there was new ones. Crucially, the words reminded not everything that drives evil is itself evil. This rap collaboration, for example, Norem, featuring, among others, the biggest rappers in two generations of Filipino hip-hop, Glock 9 and Shanty Dope, remind this is not about good versus evil. Most of our problems are still ultimately about poverty. As violence and killings rose, and as the number of drug users never actually came down, it was no longer about just the evils of drugs, but the evils and folly of the war on drugs itself. Norem, the rap song we've been listening to, represents a crossroads for the hip-hop and rap community in the Philippines. 
it was as much the fruit of collaboration as the byproduct of a debate. It started with Niel. That's the same musician who spearheaded with the actor Jimmy Bondock that campaign song with a rap hook for Duterte's successful run for president. Niel drafted the script for Respeto as a treatise on drugs and how it was destroying the lives of Filipinos. The movie stars real-life rap star Abra, who plays a character, an amateur rapper, who is forced by poverty to become a drug courier. His friend is killed in a Tokhang operation, and as it developed, the film's director, Treb Monteras, eventually steered it to contemplate the follies not so much of drugs, but the heavy-handed approach to the bloody war on drugs. Niel left the project, and he would go on to produce his own movie about the drug war titled Contradiction. As he envisioned, it was a movie of which President Duterte himself would approve. And by the time it premiered, Duterte himself was in fact in the audience. The rappers involved in either movie, Respeto and Contradiction, would subsequently figure in run-ins and controversies with the law and authorities. Yes, over drugs. The rapper Looney, who played Abra's rival for both the stage and his love interest, would be arrested two years later. He was accused of selling marijuana. He admits to using drugs, but he says he was framed. Shanti Dope, one of the rappers in that performance in the soundtrack for Contradiction, was targeted by the police and anti-drug agencies for supposedly promoting drug use in one of his songs. The Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency moved to ban Shanti Dope's track from the airwaves. The only point in this retelling is that their paths explicitly diverged. A war of words, a real-life rap battle continues in the streets and among the people they all say they want to save. Balakid acknowledges division in their community. On the one hand, many hip-hop and rap artists continue to see crime and drugs as the enemy in communities, and Duterte and Tokhang as therefore representing those communities' greatest hope. On the other hand, many other musicians started seeing Tokhang as not even a related problem, but as a big problem in itself. But given hip-hop, rap, and music, and art's need for free expression and rights, Balakid says it is supremely ironic to find rappers reluctant or no longer willing to cast a critical and cynical eye on the powers that be. Iba-iba man ng antas, merong sentimiento ng anti-establishment. So kahit yung hindi namin mismo kapareho ng mga paniniwala, at least alam namin na may ganong uh, kahit hibo ng hindi pagiging komportable sa masyadong pagdidikta sa authoritarianismo etc. Ngayon, ang nagkakaproblema na lang ay kung hindi madugtong yung ganong inherent na katangian ng hip-hop dun sa mga taong dapat mong i-hold accountable sa mga ganong nangyayari. So, mas dun may disconnect. Pero, halimbawa, may mga particular issues na tungkol sa mga 
drugs mismo o tungkol sa mga pinatay. Yung mga rappers na to, may mga kapitbahay din sila na alam din nilang biktima ng ganyan. Nagkakatalo na lang dun sa kung sino yung feeling nilang accountable lang. It was into this fray that Abby, Ika, and Tanya waded in with their research. And eventually, they found themselves working with Mix, Balakid, and Calix, exploring the possibilities of storytelling with rap, but basing it on sound research, on real stories. The resulting tracks are not all data-driven. The artistic license was never taken away. And to be sure, it is clear that when it comes to human rights and what price Filipinos are willing to pay for a drug-free Philippines, it is not hard to hear where Balakid, Calix, and their other collaborator rappers stand. Collateral, the album, is decidedly critical and questioning of the heavy-handedness of the war on drugs. The team came up with 12 tracks. The title brings to mind the phrase collateral damage. Walang may iwan, walang collateral. Parang kung merong isang bar na yun yung magre-represent ng buong album, yun na yun. Yung pinaka-mensahe doon. Kailangan nating magsama-sama, magtulong-tulong, sabay-sabay na kumilos. Hence, walang may iwan. At uh, kapag ganun, well, walang collateral. Here's Mix. Siguro yung line na feeling ko ay pwedeng gamitin to encapsulate the album ay yung line mo sa sandata na sama-samang manlaban. Doon sa linyang um, sama-samang manlaban. Kasi ginagamit nila yung word na manlaban eh. Na parang that's enough justification para patayin kayo. Pero hindi, bawiin natin yung word na yun. Kailangan natin sama-samang manlaban dito sa ganitong injustice. As they poured through the research, the artists found hooks and patterns to take off from. Papag, for example, captures a typical and recurring scene as documented by news and actual police reports. Many killings in the course of the war on drugs took place, they noted, around scenes of families gathered on the same floor where sleep or rest are shared in their ramshackle homes. A poor family sits down for dinner, glad for some rest and companionship after a day of hard labor, and then masked men barge in, looking for the father. So I've read several cases that happened. Uh, yung, kumbaga yung, yung katapusan, eh, pare-pareho yung nangyari. Na pinatay yung mga mahal na sa buhay sa kung saan sila natutulog. May kaso na kinilangan pang linisin yung, yung, yung dugo, yung mess. Dahil kailangan tulugan din siya right after. So, ganun siya kalala, di ba? Wala ka man lang panahon para lumayo doon sa pinangyarihan ng krimen. Another song, Distansya, featuring artist Muro Ami, captures the composite of another story that has been retold in various ways over the past four years. It's about an overseas Filipino worker 
missing her children back in the Philippines. The song follows the OFW as she returns to Manila, interrupts her precious job abroad because she needs to attend her child's wake. Umalik sa sahig para pakawalan ng amo, lumipad libing mo din at na dito pagbabagong nais kong uwian. Paano naging tulak ang may kapansanan? Yayakapin kita kahit duguan ka pa, tulad ng ikay bagong silang ko pa lang. Ugas kamay silang nagsasabi na binoto ko tawala ng bawian. Distansya, I think yun yung isa sa mga pinakamadali na sinulat namin. Kasi meron kami nung media report itong... Um, yung OFW. No, yeah, yung OFW na nanay. All we had to do was just send the reports to Murami. So binabasa niya yun. Then, nasulat niya. May mga ganong, may mga ganong process din na isang exchange lang. Tapos na. Tapos na. Parang, oh shit, gets mo na yung buong kwento, di ba? Na, nakasulat na siya ng buong narrative sa dalawang verses. Ayos pa ba ang buhay natin? Buhay pa ba? Buhay pa ba? Meron kami mga starting points na gano'n na ginagawa. So, may mga kanta na mas educational talaga in the sense na yun nga, yung makinarya ay attempt to translate yung flowchart ng uh, tokang machinery. Merong pagsusuma na ano naman, attempt to uh, rap about the numbers. Halos tatlong pong libo, halos tatlong pong libo, mga bangkay na bunga ng kontradrogang pasismo, putang ehekotibo ay putok sa mga sityo, pangako kilo-kilo, tinitira piso-piso, lampas liman libo, lampas liman libo, dito mula sa mga opisyal na operasyon parang dula. Mas merong mga kanta na kwento talaga. So may mga kaso talaga na pinagmulan. At merong mga uh, hindi isang kaso lang yung pinanggalingan yung gaya ng boy. Pero may napansin na dumilitaw na common themes na pwede siyang pagsamasamayan to kumbaga, get one effect pero using yung iba't ibang mga source material. Balakid says they have been attacked by their fellow rappers. Other rappers continue to support the war on drugs and President Duterte. Okay lang, sabi ni Balakid. What's important, he says, is that their words can help to process what to many are traumatic and what to most are in fact unfathomable. So sumakto yung labas ng album sa paghanap ng mga tao ng inspirasyon o at the very basic ng mapapakinggan no, para matulungang maprocess yung nangyayari. 
at gusto naming ma-harness yung kapangyarihan na yun, pero powered by data. Dahil ganun pa man, tuloy pa rin ang laban, iikot ang mundo kahit sa madugundaan. Nang araw ay sisikas sa gitna ng kadiliman, hustisya darating basta hindi ito sukuhan. Nakatayo kami na nanawagan, buong komunidad na nanawagan, pagkat kung tanik ka na lang ang mawawalang oras na... Pero ako hopeful ako na mananaig yung sinasabi ng proyekto dahil yun nga eh, at the end of the day, may research kami. So, mag-research yun kayo kung tingin yung mali kami. Tayo po, we will continue our research. We will continue our reflections on the first four years of President Duterte's War on Drugs. In the first two episodes, we dissected the numbers. Over the past few minutes, we've allowed artists and musicians to take us through our own thoughts, our own dilemmas, our own debates. Sa mga susunod na episode, kukumastahin po natin mga barangay, ang media, pati po mga polis. Tao po. Kamusta ang tokhang? Muli, ito po ang Tokhang sa Tokhang. Ako po si Robbie Alampay. This episode was produced and written by Trisha Aquino with research from Kat Ventura and Neil Zapalo. It was edited by Mark Pasidian. Don't miss the next episodes of Tokhang sa Tokhang. And if you have not yet, please do listen to the first two episodes. Subscribe to Tokhang sa Tokhang and to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maraming salamat po. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.